welcome to my coaching podcast, Dancing in the Moment, where I chat to people from the world of coaching and psychology about their story, their approach, and their insights about the coaching profession. They're all people I like, respect and admire for the way they show up in the world. I hope you enjoy it. I'm absolutely delighted to welcome Joe Wright, founder of Coaching Culture Limited and editor of Coaching Culture magazine, and uh, one of our Barefoot alumni, and also um, someone with whom I have had so many technical difficulties <laughs> um, getting this podcast off the ground. Joe and I have been bedeviled <laughs> with technical problems, um, and this is about our third attempt. So we've 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 been giggling before we've even started this in the hope that this one is actually going to work. Um, I I know anyway that you will all love this podcast with Jo because her enthusiasm for coaching and for life is infectious and um, as with all these other podcasts my hope is that people listening new coaches not so new coaches will get inspiration um, hear about lessons that Jo learned along the way and uh, perhaps even some new ideas and some renewed ambition for their own coaching businesses. So, Joe, here we are, <laughs> third time lucky. Thank you, Kim. It's uh, it's great to be here again. And you know me, I always love love speaking with yourself. So it doesn't matter how many technical hitches we have. I'm 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 always there, ready for a, for a good conversation with yourself. Wonderful. And and and. Maybe even if we did it again, we'd have even more fun. It doesn't matter how many times we do it. So, um, so I introduced you grandly as founder of Coaching Culture Limited and editor of Coaching Culture Magazine. Would you mind just telling us a bit more about that? You know, who you are, what you do. Yeah, yeah before absolutely. We, before we hear how you got there. Oh, I'd love to. Um so coaching culture we've we've been around for um three and a bit years so three years three months um as a i suppose as a formal business the idea has been bubbling away for um, a good six months before that and we like to call ourselves um, a one-stop shop for helping organizations to develop a coaching culture now what we mean by that is um we offer um, we started with the magazine, so that was the, the first thing to build a community, um, and and we created something that we'd want to read. And we started looking into the words coaching culture, and there wasn't a lot out there. But but the more we started researching, the more we recognised there was an absolute need um, because the power of coaching is phenomenal, and. To have more and more people experiencing coaching conversations was was only going to be a great thing for organisations and for employees. And I, you know, coming from the back of my barefoot um, coaching, which I absolutely felt transformed my life, it was something I felt really passionate about and, and continue to do so. Um, so we, we started with the magazine and we've just um, released issue eight. So we're eight issues in. We, we release around about once a quarter. We give it away for free. 
um, to anybody who subscribes on our website and and in there we share articles um, thought leadership articles um, things that we'd want to learn about things that we hear people talking about all the time and and we we've had such phenomenal feedback so we started with the magazine and then we get the opportunity to speak to people hear what their concerns are, what their needs are. And from there, we start to create some solutions and we've got a a blended approach to solutions. We have digital um, coaching solutions. So our most innovative, in my opinion, is is Mindset, um, which is a self-coaching tool. So for those people who don't get to really dig around in their own mind or have the opportunity to have a professionally accredited coach support them we give them the opportunity to self-coach and understand what's going on maybe in their head that are driving their behaviors and that's been extremely popular and then from there we we heard people say but you know our managers don't really know how to coach um you know we love mindset but you know they're struggling with that so we created some because we've got um you know my my co-founder business partner is a digital guru um, as we already know, I'm not the technology person in the partnership. Um, <laughs> we created some e-learning called Coaching for Non-Coaches for really for managers to understand the basic principles of coaching and the essential ingredients to help them. And again, because it's digital, it can go out to the masses. And then we've also got a 360 degree tool and all the things that you know we're building all the time on the things that people would want to help from a digital perspective to help them um support their human conversations so none of the the things that we do is about removing human conversations it's absolutely the opposite it's to enable more human conversations and to raise the awareness of the power of the coaching conversation and we've also got some um workshops that we've we've managed to deliver the first time recently face to face um since lockdown but we've gone back into virtual delivery now we've got something called the coach mindset and the skilled coach and and it's really about helping organizations who they may have an internal coaching pool. They may have some people who are externally accredited coaches. I suppose really we're aiming at um, the leaders and managers and the individuals um, in their teams to help them have better quality conversations, um, you know, day in and day out. And, you know, we're just about to launch our performance tool um but again all powered by coaching conversations so one thing that you know people talk about performance and performance management but actually it's it you know the best conversations are those that have got a coaching conversation attached you know attached to it and that managers having a a better quality conversation rather than directive um more more often than not so we've we've been going for three years we've got over 75 customers now um, and we're growing each week um, we've got a team of 12 we've got um, gorgeous offices we've moved into much bigger offices and we've got huge ambitions um, because we I suppose the feedback we get is fueling us for for even you know more you know greater dreams actually it's been it's been super and and my business partner is is I call him the wizard behind the curtain um, mm-hmm. because he's, you know, a very clever entrepreneur and he, he knows how to make things happen. And with my coaching knowledge and his entrepreneurial brain, you know, we, we've, we've created something really special. Um, and, you know, my personal mission is to just share the message and spread the really positive message about coaching as far and wide as I possibly can, because, you know, the more people who the more people who get their, 
you know, professional accreditations through the likes of Barefoot, the more managers who know how to have a good quality coaching conversation, the more internal pools of coaches they have, you know, it's just a win, 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 win for organizations and employees alike. And the more we research it, the more we know the coaching conversations are the silver bullets um, to raising that self-awareness and the organizational awareness. So we love what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And we just keep going every day. We put, you know, another step forward, make great progress and, and absolutely love what we do. Um, oh. um, yeah. Oh, I, I can hear that. I can hear that. Thank you. I, I think you hit on something really important when you chose the name Coaching Culture and you chose to focus on Coaching Culture because... As you say, there are lots of people who have some kind of coach training. There are, you know, highly skilled internal coaches, there are external coaches going into organizations, and there are managers often who've had manager as coach type training. And sometimes I hear, well, not sometimes, quite frequently, I still hear people say, but what is a coaching culture? You know, how do you, how do you begin to identify that? And I think you're, framing of what you do around uh, embedding that culture at every level in the organization in all different ways, um, you know, uh, through through some of the products that you've developed and, and the idea of having more meaningful conversations gives the, the words in coaching culture life and meaning and structure. Thank because that, you. yeah, I, I really think I really, I I'm really taken with that, um, and I'm also really taken with uh, how you in three years and three months, you reminded me of a toddler. Then you know when you ask them how old they are, <laughs> three they years don't and say three, months. do they? Three years and three months, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> and think what to, what think what people learn from the time they're born to three years and three months. They learn so much, don't they? Walking, talking, thinking, Definitely. eating, all those kinds yeah. of things. And you've done that kind of you know exponential growth in such a short period of time. I, I've got twelve people in my team, yeah. and I've been doing, doing it for thirty years. And you you know you've got to that size of a team in a short time. So I'm really interested always in how our Barefoot alumni decide what sort of business they want to have. And there's, you know, there's no hierarchy, there's no comparison. Everyone chooses yeah. the business that they want. Some people want to be associates yeah. uh, with larger coaching companies. Some people choose to um, be on their own, the yeah. business just be their business, and and just a few people set out from the beginning to build something bigger than them with a real sense of mission, and that's what I get from you, Joe, that you had that from the get go. Is that right? Uh, well, probably not from the get go. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, because it's you know it took me a little bit of time to to think through and it was a conversation with my business partner um 
I'd gone self-employed and he was running his own business and we were, we were chewing the fat and I was raving about coaching. And he was asking, you know, what do clients ask for? And I just instantly said sustainable behavior change. And, and that came back from when I was actually a change manager on a transformational change program. I said, and the only thing that does that is coaching. I said, I said, and I kind of got on my little kind of high horse. We focus so much on knowledge and skills, but actually the thing that does it is coaching. I said, and I've seen it in change programs, how coaching makes a difference, whether it's a one-to-one coaching or whether it's team coaching. I said, I can see that's when light bulbs go on and the change happens. I said, it's not from when, you know, an organization says, right, we're going to change. Here, here's the, here's the roadmap. I said, it's actually about where you, you know, really tap into people's thoughts and feelings and, you know, and, and so that was the, the, the first thing. And then when I experienced barefoot and it, it, I just started connecting the dots and then having a conversation with Adam, my business partner and my passion and, and I suppose resolve that coaching is the answer and actually there's only a few people in organizations who seem to be experiencing the power of this Mm. um and you know I was talking from a place of passion and commitment and he was probably like I said the wizard behind the curtain whirring away in his mind thinking oh there's probably an entrepreneurial opportunity here somewhere whereas I was like you know, we have to get, I said, we have to get coaching out to the masses. We have to raise awareness. Let's start looking into that. And we did. And, and you know, we, we did that first magazine, I suppose, to test the water. And, and you know, like I've said before to you, I think, um, you know, I'll never forget sitting on the floor, stuffing 200 envelopes, feeling so <laughs> proud that 200 people wanted to hear Um, something further in the words coaching culture and it's just gone from strength to strength we've got over 5,000 people now all around the world in our community um, wanting to know more about coaching culture the magazine and the podcasts um, we knew we were on something quite quickly because we was we were saying what other people were thinking but weren't often doing anything about it Mm -hmm. so I don't think I sat there thinking I'm going to grow a really big business because I think that would have terrified me. Um, but the first step for me was about the magazine and becoming the editor. And, and, it, and it wasn't quite a let's toss a coin to decide who's going to be the editor um, because it, it was. But I've never been an editor of a magazine before thinking I needed every qualification ever. And Adam just looked at me and said, well, you are now. <laughs> put, put your editor shoes on, off you go. Um, and I've put my editor shoes on and off. I absolutely love it. And, and I stepped into the space. And, and, and for me, it, you know, the magazine and the podcasts and the webinars, particularly the podcast and the magazine, give me the opportunity to talk to so many like-minded people. And I just get all my energy from that. Um, yeah. And often a lot of my ideas from those conversations and, and it, it just fuels, it just fuels me every day being able to share a positive message. You know, the only things I ever talk about are things that are positive, that are going to make a difference to individuals, teams and organizations, which makes me really proud and really happy that if we can make a difference to a number of people to get them having a better experience as an employee 
then it's a worthy pursuit. So I just, I'm driv- driven by my passion for this is so important. Yeah. And I've I'm, and working with Adam has given me the vehicle, I guess, to be able to do that. Um, so I don't think I set out with a, this huge dream, um, but it's got bigger as as each year's gone. Um, I suppose as we've been fueled by positive feedback, we've we've had customers now with us from day dot. Um, buying our digital solutions and they, they're renewing now in year three which just makes me feel really proud and I don't often sit there and reflect on that but it does it makes me really proud that some you know some key names are renewing with us because they love what we're doing and they can see yeah. that we've got a different approach um, and we're taking quite a um a down-to-earth approach as well to 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 the whole way we approach things. Um, I find that some some of the bodies can be a little bit more um, potentially what's the right word elitist even. And actually, I think we're wanting to talk to the majority of people and 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 make sure coaching becomes you know, at all levels. And we always acknowledge the different levels of coaching and we always honor those different levels of coaching because they all have a part to play. But we're wanting to um, democratize the people having the ability to have a good quality conversation. And we always Mm. talk about the different um, modalities of coaching, but we've added another one, which is a a self-coaching modality that's never really been talked about or done before. I love that idea of democratization. And as you said that word, I had a similar sounding word in my head, which was demystification as well. So I think those two things together are so important. Um, And I, I, I learned years ago that actually just putting things in straightforward everyday language is not a dumbing down at all no. it's uh, it's a, it, 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 you need to understand something really well to be able to put it in simple terms and you know i think you're three years three months <laughs> and all the time before that you spent working in organizational development and change yes. and then and then kind of going through the barefoot program to probably cement a lot of your learning and just add a bit more um you you do have a wealth of knowledge you do have coaching shoes as well as editor shoes and um the confidence that you have in your belief about coaching as a force for good is compelling it's compelling i i i'm really excited always listening to you thank you and you may, you, I, I get it, you, you sort of push back. So I'm not sure that I had a sense of mission, but I remember I spoke at the ICS Northwest yes. um, at, a, at a, one of your events. Yeah. And you were, I think, involved then with yeah. the ICS Northwest. And um, we walked back together in, I think it was a rainy, it was, I don't know if it was a rainy evening, but it was a cold evening in Manchester. I remember the two of us walking to get a taxi or something afterwards. And I had a sense then, and that was probably 
two or three years ago. I think you just met your business partner. Yes. I had a sense that uh, she's going places, you know. You, you were really excited about the possibilities. Uh, do you know what? It was, I, I just yeah. pinch myself every day, Kim, because I am getting to do what I love on a daily basis. Um, you know, kind of, I suppose, <laughs> preaching about coaching and, and the power of it um, because I know it is a force for good and it, it, it's just phenomenal and, and I've got a fabulous team here who are so bought into everything we're doing and they've been swept along with our enthusiasm for the difference we're making as well and actually having the opportunity to help a lot of people, organisations is is an absolute privilege, and and I'm I'm, you know, I absolutely love it, and and I, I you know I do work really hard, and um, you know, there's definitely no hiding from from the effort that that does go in, um, and the spinning of a number of plates, which is probably you know probably not great, um, but but it it's all it's all fueled by the the passion to make a difference. And yeah, um, and and I know that coaching culture is talking to, and when I say talking, I mean talking to, as in resonating with a lot of of organisations. And we're being contacted now from companies in Australia, New Zealand. How can they partner with us for our products? Um, we've already got a partnership with an organization in South Africa. You know, I, I genuinely now believe we will be a global um, coaching culture organization in a number of years and and we'll be a leading player. For me, it, it feels inevitable now. Um, mm. And I never would have thought I'd be saying those words. But the self-belief, the, the drive, the thinking the teamwork, um, it, it all, all the jigsaw pieces seem to be falling into place. And, you know, don't get me wrong, it's never, never perfect, nor do we want it to be or expect it to be. But it's, 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 yeah, it just, honestly, when I, if I, sometimes I kind of step aside and look back in and kind of go, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you need to do that. Yeah. You need to do that. We teach it to other people, don't we? we? Do. Internalize every single one of those accomplishments. Yeah. Look back over your shoulder where you are now before you go into the next place, because that way you keep enjoying it and you keep living it. And I can hear that you do. Um, Joe, I know when people are listening to this, they will be excited to hear your story but they'll also be thinking well how like actually how did you make this yeah. happen so so like I'm thinking did you get investments um as a startup yeah. business uh, you know, what are the sort of practicalities yeah. of where you've got to where you are great question and I think the investment question is a really interesting one and a big one that that can often put people off um so yeah, where how do we start? Because obviously you can't just create a magazine and send it out for free, and it, and it's cost nothing. Um, so my business partner had his own business before um, that he sold, an e-learning business, and he sold um, for a lot of money, um, and he was only thirty-four, wow. and <laughs> he was then aiming to retire 
Um, and I use that word very loosely because within a month later, he'd set up business with myself with coaching culture um, because he, he knew that there was a great opportunity, but we weren't just going to dive into e-learning. It was absolutely not about that. It was actually building a community of like-minded um, people that was our initial driver. And then we've obviously added digital, digital, digital. Um, so he put some money in to start with. And um, and then for us, we have, a, we have a, a motto of sales solves everything. Because if we're providing the right solutions and listening to our, um, our community's needs, and then we provide the right solutions, the, the sales of the solutions then fund the free magazine. You know, because people right. often say, how can you afford a free magazine? Well, it's the sales of our products that fund the, the free magazines. And we do give a lot of free resources. Um, so we had the initial impetus of, of money. Um, and, and we went from there. And then now it is about sales. So we have mm. a sales team um, and we generate, a, a, you know, the, the importance of marketing has absolutely opened my eyes. Um, the yeah. importance of generating, raising awareness of who we are and what we do and building that trust, building people who kind of know us, like us, love us, um, they they then talk about us they then get more people um joining our community and then we can talk to them and listen to what they need and then create the products they want so we have the community has actually been our you know a huge benefit to knowing what path to go down because mm. this has definitely been one of those graphs where it's not been linear where we've got a perfect vision and we've got a perfect straight line to it it has literally been, you know, the, you see those graphs with the entrepreneurial kind of startup phase and how it all happens. Well, we've we've matched that per perfectly, but but always it's been going forward. Everything has been moving forward, even if it's that's taking feedback, reassessing, reevaluating, moving forward again, moving forward, and um, so the the practicalities have been one investment to start with and, and again I've learned a lot about that as well in the last few years and leveraging the power of somebody else's and I don't mean my business partner's money <laughs> leveraging the power of somebody else's um, money whether that's you know loans banks as opposed to an investor is something we've learned yeah. a lot of learn you know how to you know ultimately it's like taking a mortgage we don't think twice about having a mortgage it's the kind of same mindset in terms of kind of borrowing um, money for good and money that's going to then then kind of allow you to reinvest in your business, allow you to reinvest, allow you to reinvest and continue to keep scaling up. And because we've got a subscription income with our digital products, so annual subscriptions, we get we get some, you know, it's called re recurring re renewal income. So it compounds each year. Sure. So we can then keep reinvesting in the business and in the team and in the marketing and in the, the growth and it just becomes a virtuous cycle. Um, but it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been without moments of, oh, crikey, you know, I've had to learn all about the power of cash flow when suddenly you've got a, a, a nice office, um, a team of 12 and you're responsible for, you know, for their for their income, um, you know, Adam and, and myself have definitely not had 
um, the luxury of our own income. Um, mm. You know, we've put our, um, I suppose, our a lot of equity in in terms of our brain power. Um, but that over time, you know, our income, because I think people think you're running a big business, therefore you must be um, loaded. Well, you know, my friends closest to me know that's not the case. They know that the money's in the business because we just keep reinvesting, reinvesting, and we're making our own personal sacrifices to build something bigger and bigger. Um, because like I said, I do believe we'll become a, a leading global coaching culture organization. Um, and one day, you know, I'll, I'll be able to, I suppose, have an income that I would, would want really. Whereas at the minute it, it's, it's in the business for both me and Adam, you know, it's in the business, but it's yeah, allowed right. us to continue our growth. We've got, um, a new, um, board director. We've got two new board directors, a finance director, who's an expert in uh, scaling up startups. We've got, um, a world-class software developer so it all just keeps getting recycled and it's all the decisions like that that matter but also the personal sacrifice along the way that is really important and and knowing you know how you can fund that um to to for the belief and the the passion in in the opportunity i guess thank you so much for your real honesty I, I think this is it's so important uh, for people to know what's possible. I yeah. love the analogy of buying a house. Yeah. Um, I see lots of people um, struggling to build a business when they have literally no financial buffer. Yeah. It's the thing that um, probably causes most people to give up and go back into employment yeah. and uh, just to hear you in your pragmatic honest way talking about the you know the risks the sacrifices the thinking big the um getting the right people and the right marketing in place yeah. to build the business that you want i think is really valuable for other people to hear um and yeah, I I admire you as I as I sit and listen to that. I think I came to that sort of thinking yeah. a bit late, and probably the first half of my um, business ownership was me just doing it step by step by step, and then and then my eyes were open to thinking a bit bigger, yeah. and suddenly everything changed. I, I'm really happy that you did it straight away don't forget it's you know the clever the wizard the wizard behind the curtain knows you know he's he's done this before in terms of scaling up a business um, but he sees the potential of coaching culture w way greater so you know the basic setup of a business um you know in terms of the automation um the marketing the automation systems the processes required you know all that you know, I would genuinely, um, you know, he and I are yin and yang, but we 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 work together. We're a partnership, and we both complement each other in the business. Um, I mean, I call it magic and mayhem. We we create magic, but we also create mayhem sometimes <laughs> because that. we're we're so different. But um, but we're also creating something magical, and our, our, the power of both of our collaborative brain power. 
um, is the thing that that is really making a, a huge difference. You know, we're very yeah. different, um, and you know, with the team, the team recognises both, and you know, it's a little bit. I suppose it's, I'm not meaning it sound paternal or maternal, but it is a bit like kind of mum and dad sort of thing. You know, people like they'll come to me for some things and go to Adam for other things. It's kind of that thing where you you know yeah. you, you did that as a kid, um, but it's not meaning to sound like that because it's a very um, adult um team culture but they definitely come to me for you know the coach the coach side of uh, of the world and they'll go to Adam for you know the technology the kind of the the strategic side and you know we 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 both play to our strengths which is brilliant um yeah and and I would encourage people I mean I did set out on my own to start with which I you know I had all the freedom and flexibility in the world um but also at times it was lonely um, whereas here, you know, I'm I'm creating something that, you know, I, not only are we helping organisations, we're, we're building a team and we're building a team through our own knowledge of building capability. And that includes coaching and, you know, what the team are learning about our subjects and the, you know, the subject matters, you know, emotional intelligence, resilience, well-being, all the great topics that often you wouldn't get, you wouldn't even touch on until you were in a, leadership or management role in an organization our team no matter what their role they're 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 living and breathing that kind of content and topic all the time um and and things that they wouldn't have perhaps heard about if they'd have gone into a big corporate um so we're building a team um and and even adam and i just reflected this morning you know what a great team we've got Mm -hmm. um and you know we're very fortunate that people are they kind of come to work and it's beyond a job for them they 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 feel part of something exciting and they feel part of a growth story Um, and they also feel very I suppose privileged that you know we've been able to offer digital solutions in a global pandemic you know when people have either been working from home or furloughed and 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 more and more people have have, have come to us saying I wish we'd have had these solutions a bit sooner you know Mm -hmm. they know that we're making a difference and they feel excited to be part of it as well so it's you know I would urge people to think about is are there other people you can collaborate with um yeah because you know I know that Adam couldn't do this on his own and I couldn't do this on my own, but actually as a one plus plus one is definitely making more than two, if that makes sense. I agree. I think that's such an important point, whether it's in partnership, whether it's just on a consultancy basis, but find people who are experts in the things that you're not expert in. I think it's an absolute key Um, and ask for help too. Definitely. I, I, I have had some wonderfully experienced business advisors in my career generously supporting me um you know having sort of bartering arrangements there are all sorts of ways about it but you 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 describe that so beautifully and you you use the sort of wizardry magic (laughs) Uh, metaphors and I was thinking together you've sort of created alchemy haven't you <laughs> you two it's uh, it's a lovely image um Joe I we are as usual running out of time um and I could just listen to you learn from you for ages and ages so maybe we need to have a part two to this <laughs> um but before we 
get to the end of this one, I I, I know that uh, one of the things that people listening to these podcasts love is your kind of top tips. Now, yeah. you've given us some along the way in conversation. You've given us actually loads. But personal insights, lessons for new coaches that we haven't already covered would be really helpful. I think I think if, oh, crikey, well, you know, there could be so many. Um, number one is, I, I think, I like to say take your own medicine. So, I, you know, coaches are naturally wanting to help other people develop and they, they take a lot of pride in seeing other people become better versions of themselves. You know, just make sure that you're, you're either getting your own coach um, or doing some self-coaching as well. You know, actually challenge yourself on how, how you are um, becoming your best version of yourself as well. So I think that's really important. And whether that's through your own CPD, whether it's, you know, getting your coach, you know, somebody to help you stretch your thinking as well, if that's what you want. As long as you're, you know, living the life that you're wanting to live and, you know, take your own medicine a little bit rather than just wanting to help others help yourself as well I think um I think the other one is is the power of marketing and the power of your personal brand um is absolutely um important you know I'll never forget the pie the pie um model that's in your book Kim and it's is it Henry Goldman Coleman not Goleman that's Daniel Goleman he- uh, um, Henry uh, Henry Coleman in your book performance uh, it's, image and exposure it's not it's not Henry now I've completely forgotten it is it not well. Henry no it's it, no it isn't oh my goodness um anyway it's that the org, it's it's the organizational game revealed isn't it yeah. is it that that we're talking about it's the, the 60 30 10 it is performance yes. image and exposure and, and yes and you know, make sure if you're wanting to build a business that exposure is in that 60% and the 30% on your image because the performance will happen. And, and I think that the power of marketing and raising people's awareness, if people, if you're wondering if your business is where it should be or not, wouldn't ask if other people know what you're doing and, and, and know how brilliant you are. You know, tell the world. It was, because that matters. Sorry to interrupt you. It's just popped into my head. Harvey. Harvey. Harvey Coleman. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey. I don't think I've ever called him Harvey. I think I've always called him Henry. <laughs> He's Henry to me now. That's his brother. <laughs> Daniel Goldman and Harvey Coleman. That's not helpful. Brilliant. Harvey. I'll never call him Harvey. Right. Yeah. So that, that, so the, the power of marketing and, 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 you know, the power of LinkedIn is phenomenal. You know, I always um, take the mickey out of myself saying if this if this business was just down to me, I'd probably be doing leaflet drops down, you know, around my housing estate or something as opposed to telling the world about what we do. And the, the, the power of social media now is just we, we have no excuse not to uh, raise awareness of, of the brilliant work we're all doing. Um, and the third one, I think, you know, we've talked about... Um, kind of maybe getting yourself coached do think about collaboration 
absolutely yeah. collaboration um, and like you said before Kim you know where you've got your development areas don't worry about patching them up because you know I, I know for, for a fact I'll never want to be a, an expert in uh, technology or software I'll always kind of put my puppy eyes out and say please will somebody help me with my technology because I've uh, you know I, I'll just play to my strengths all day every day and maximize those strengths so find somebody who can really help you in the areas that you you may be struggling with and and I think those three things will, will really help Brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, there's so much more to say about marketing, and I seriously think that should be a part too, because I'm, I'm really interested in uh, something someone said to me yesterday about the sort of split between old school marketing yeah. and new school marketing, you know, digital yeah. lead generation, social media yeah. versus building relationships personally face to face and I, I think that's just a, I would love to know where the split is with within coaching culture but maybe we save that for the next one. Oh, I'd love to absolutely love to yeah and you know what if you want me to get um Adam who's an you know who is he is a marketer through and through if you want me to get Adam to to share some of his insights as well. He loves to he loves to talk to people all day every day about entrepreneurial thinking and things like marketing. Uh, you know how how important they are. Uh, you know above everything actually. Once you've got the marketing yeah. and the generate lead generation, and then you can build your sales, and then you can just keep reinvesting and, and growing your your business. That, that's really generous. Thank you. And when Adam listens to this, he's probably going to be going, Joe. Oh, he does that to me all the time. I, I would have no no hesitation to uh, bring him along. He, he 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 knows all about Kim Morgan. He'd be delighted to. Uh, he knows that you're on my pedestal, Kim. So he'd be very happy to come and have a nosy round, see what's going on. <laughs> Oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, it's been a complete delight and along with being a delight it's it, it's been inspiring for me actually oh. never mind anyone who might listen oh. but you have inspired me to um just do a few things differently and um and particularly around around your your big vision you know i loved hearing you talk about uh, you being a global force to be reckoned with um with with certainty and pride and the other observation that i'd like to make about you is that you you said very clearly you know it's not about the income for you now eventually when you get where you want to go there will be financial rewards mm. but what I notice about you as you speak is the rewards are felt embodied within you yes. on a daily basis yes definitely your your team the clients the you know the community yeah. the magazine um and uh I I honour you and respect you for your uh, passion, your sense of mission and your goodness. Oh, thank you, Kim. Do, can I tell my husband that whenever he sees Facebook, memories pop up when we're in the Maldives and things from years ago? <laughs> probably not. It probably <laughs> wouldn't be a good idea. 
<laughs> he might want to talk to my partner. <laughs> they could start a support group. This is when Facebook memories doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so thank much, you. and uh, and take care. Thanks. And make sure that you take your own medicine as well. I will indeed. Thank you, Kim. Thanks so okay. much for your time today.